Welcome to the world of Pokémakers. I'm Professor Fierce. And I'm Professor Fierce. But if that's too confusing, you can call us... JD. And Alex. For some people, Pokémon are pets. Others use them for battle. We're here to create all new Pokémon. And a world for them to inhabit. Last time it was Christmas. <laughs> we took you to the Wrenchen Christmas Market on a little bit of a date event. You were briefly interrupted by Team Royal, of course. But mm. it's okay, because then you got to go ice skating and maybe even shed Yes. We also made a Pokemon, Bafalala. 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 <laughs> Inspired by La Bafana, an Italian Christmas figure who is an old lady, a little witch who flies around and brings presents. She is very ice type and very festive. But we're not being festive anymore. Christmas <gasps> is over. Stop ah. it. We are no longer merry and bright because now we are sad and dark because Alex, we're being taken over by <gasps> Team Royal. Oh no. Ba -ba 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 -ba. That's <laughs> So for that, we're going to go to the fame, or should that be infamy checker? <laughs> We obviously talked a lot about Team Royal, but we haven't made the admins. Mm. And I've had a thought, a brainwave about the admins. Most villain teams tend to have admins. Although that's kind of dropped a little bit in recent years, but that's also mm. just because villain teams in the recent games have gotten different. Yes. In Gold and Silver, they were just Team Rocket admin. Yeah. They weren't characters. They were just higher ranking grunts. And that's mostly yeah. because Giovanni wasn't around. Yeah. Team Magma and Aqua had two admins each. Team Galactic had four admins. Team Plasma had the seven sages and the triad and M. They, <laughs> they had a whole thing. Gen 7 with their villain teams was the time that it scaled back. Team Skull only has one admin. In addition to Guzma as the leader, they have Plumeria. Team Yell doesn't really have admins because they're not a villain team, really. Yeah. The admin would be Mani, I guess. <laughs> and then Oleana for Macrocosmos. Mm -hmm. Team Star kind of has admins again in the leaders of each base. Yeah. Point is, they've scaled back a bit and now they have admins when there's a purpose to having admins. They don't just mm -hmm. do it because there's a bunch of admins. And I feel like we did that to some extent as well in Pokemon North and South, where our admins were also the leaders of the different circus tents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a purpose for being a distinct character. So why do we want distinct characters as admins in this game? Because we've got three branching paths to our story. Uh... So there should be an admin attacking each path. Yeah, we do. An admin attacking each path and being the main member of Team Royal you would encounter if that's the path you're playing. But then as we've mentioned there'll be encounters where you dip into the other paths to help out and you would encounter the admins at those points as well very good yes of the other admins the alternate admins yeah as well as potentially showing up for the bigger plot events that would happen regardless like them trying to steal the statue from the museum mm, yeah that's a collaborative effort yeah we'll have at least one event where you're facing that admin regardless of which path you're taking yeah we mentioned when we talked about our science path originally that Team Royal would be interacting with that in some way and causing mayhem possibly deliberately causing the mm. outbreaks of Pokemon and the Titan Pokemon or that yeah. Alphas whatever we're having and mentioned that because of that we would need to make sure that Team Royal is interacting with the other parts as well absolutely yeah and obviously therefore there should be an admin in charge of attacking each part let's draw on those mafia tropes you know mm. we need one who's big burly muscle <laughs> the beef yeah one who's smaller and kind of but, yeah see yeah <laughs> you know I'm thinking robot mafia and Futurama yeah <laughs> You've got Joey Mousepad, you've got the clamps. Yeah. And then one more. <laughs> femme fatale like, yeah that's it that's the one you know the feather is also kind of a femme fatale but but this is like an actual fatale <laughs> her name is femme fatale 
<laughs> and she's got legs up to here. <laughs> also something that... Oh, she uses Sirena. Yeah. The, the leg Pokemon. <laughs> also something that I think could potentially be really interesting for each of the paths, make them in some way a foil to the professor of that path. Oh, that's fun. I would want them to be specifically antagonistic to that path's professor. That's fun. For instance, Professor Cedar, mm-hmm. a ridiculous old man who's gonna climb the mountain and yeah. who's very aggro studying the history path and the gyms. Yeah. Do we pair him up against someone who is the big beefy burly guy who fights? See, no, I was thinking more of the young woman who is a little bit more sly and a little bit more reserved but mm. then does a murder on you. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not a murder. Probably not a murder. I'm thinking more of the like, we'll poison you route rather than bludgeon you to death. I mean, poison is a thing. We can work with poison. Absolutely. I feel like Cedar is the brash, I'm just gonna do the thing, mm. not really give it a whole lot of thought. So someone who's kind of the opposite of that. That's fair. There is merit to also give them the parallel, the character who is similar to them. And... That is also fun. Yeah, that's Cedar. Who would you give to my man Bruce Bruce? See, Bruce Bruce, I think we would give the big silent type. Yeah? Yeah. I think that's a good foil for him. Okay. Bruce is very flamboyant and energetic <laughs> and I feel like he's very talkative. I feel yeah. like he's a very wordy guy. Mm. So like the silent, broad type, I feel mm. like is a good... Not the miserable, low-life sniveling. You're saying that would go to Professor Poplar? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. He- hear me out. The connections are firing. Yeah, Poplar gets the yassy guy because me. he's just here to do the job. Th- okay. He's just like, let's get this over with. Let's break your kneecaps and go home. Whereas Poplar is very much like, let's dig into this. Let's stay in this for a while. Let's get into the nitty gritty. Let's focus. I don't know, because I feel like that character is the one most likely to delight <laughs> and revel in what's being done. See, for me, that's the big punch dude. No, see, that's the one who's just here to do the job. You think? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they don't care what they do. They punch. They don't care who they're punching or why. They just punch and it's done. Fair enough. Whereas the snivelly guy is like, <laughs> yeah, I want to do bad things because it's bad. <laughs> I'm a sure. bad guy. And I mean, Either the, way. The thing as well with all our professors really is they all want to really dig into what they're That's doing. True. They're all very easily distracted. And <laughs> yeah. I feel like that was Poplar in particular was her. Professor Spruce, we said, would get distracted just staring at the sunset. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I don't hate these pairings. Saying the fem- Vital archetype is attacking the gym path in some fashion. Mm. Snivelly wise guys are causing these outbreaks. And again, that feels like a very snivelly thing to do. Oh, fair Behind enough. the yeah. scenes being like, yeah, I'm going to make these Pokemon go wild and cause chaos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because that's not what the beef's doing. No. The beef is out there doing the punching themselves, showing up to contests in some fashion and wrecking house. Yeah, no, that's a great way of looking at that. It's also their function in regards to what it is that they're actually doing. Yeah. Yeah, Femme Fatale is getting into the gym trying to break stuff down from yeah. the inside. But again, not necessarily actually the gyms themselves. We haven't talked yeah. in depth about what their plans will be. Yeah. But we can get to that. But it's something more subtle than just, I'm going to beat everyone. Yeah. Be in charge. Because of how we've now described them, I can so easily give them type specialties. Because it could be that their different factions use Pokemon aligned yeah. with them. So again, you mentioned Femme Fatale using poison yeah. to attack. So sure, that's right there. Snivelly guy goes just for the plain simple dark types. Mm. Maybe with some explosion Pokemon thrown into the mix. Sure, yeah. And big buff guy is the guy using fighting types. Absolutely, yeah. Picture them visually. This Femme Fatale character, I'm just 
picturing her as Sarina now. <laughs> At the very least, having a figure in that kind of vein mm. feels apt, you know? Yeah, that visual is very apt. That silhouette in yeah, particular. Right? I love the hair. Yeah. And the very big eyelashes. Long hair mm. done up with makeup. Very dolled up. Yeah. 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 But still in the suit. Yeah, I think so. I think, I think we discussed they're all like wearing suits. Maybe yeah. like a pencil skirt version of the yeah. suit instead mm-hmm. of slacks. I think she would rock slacks as well. As for Snivelly Guy though, another Pokemon character comes to mind who is also a dark type trainer. Like he comes to mind because they're going for that archetype. Sydney of the Hoenn Elite Four. Okay. The dark type specialist. Yeah, that like, guy would totally be like, nee, like, see? Right? He's kind of spindly and low to the ground. Like the way he the way yeah. he holds himself. Kind of like, like squats. Yeah. Got a big old sneer on his face and a stupid hairstyle. Also like bad posture. Feels like it fits this archetype. This guy's hair is going to be slicked back. Filled with grease. Oh yeah. So greasy. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And then big beefcake. There's Kingpin from oh, yeah. Spider-Verse. Yeah. Similarly, Mafia. The sharks from Shark Tale. <laughs> Yeah. You know? Yeah, I do know. I've also got the visual of Joey Mousepad in my head. I'm just picturing <laughs> him as being like rounder, round on top. Yeah. He's got basically no neck. Yeah. I'm imagining his head practically just slopes into his shoulders. Yeah. Again, Kingpin. Yeah. They're all in suits. They're all in dark royal colors. Yeah. Maybe they've got their own bits of flair. You know, dark guy. His hair is probably jet black. Yeah. No, you know what? Maybe he's going a bit prematurely gray. Ooh. So you can at least see that in the roots, perhaps. Maybe he's dyed his hair black. Like now. I'm picturing Larry because he's also got that kind of slick back look. Yeah, but he's working it. He's working it. He is working it. You're right. Like, Larry isn't slimy. It's true. This guy is slimy. He's a sleazeball. Yeah. Larry isn't trying to hide the fact that he's going gray. He's using that. Yeah. This guy is dying his hair because he's like, ah, no, that's bad. I want to be cool (laughs) and young and hip and stylish. (laughs) And then, is Muscle Guy bald? Or at least, like, probably, like, shaven, almost bald. I think if he's bald, it's intentional. Like a Bruce Willis type. You're right. He probably is bald. Yeah, or again, finely shaved, so it's like, mm. his hair doesn't add to his silhouette, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's name these characters. Okay. Yeah. These are fun because we don't have to make them particularly interesting or likable. We could, we like get to pull from the tropes. Like, yeah, these oh, yeah. are villains. Like, yeah. sometimes that's really fun. <laughs> With this villain group in particular, we are going heavy on the tropes. Yeah. We're going classic, old school. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I think, the perfect name for Snivelly Guy. Okay. I Googled names that mean sneaky. Sure. And one of them that came up was Sly, okay. short for Sylvester. You mean Sylvester? Sorry. I don't know why I said it like that. Short for Sylvester. Sylvester. I feel like that's the name. Yeah, yeah. That fits. Do they go by nicknames? Does he go by Sly? Probably. Yeah, but we just know through other means, either it's revealed through the story or like it comes up yeah. that he is Sylvester. Yeah. Sly for short. Yeah, I think I like that. Meet my associates, Sylvester, aka Sly. <laughs> Okay. Is Lilith too obvious? <laughs> or too over the top? Maybe. It's not terrible. <laughs> Rouge. Like Rouge the Bat. <laughs> Who I think qualifies as a femme fatale. Oh, she's absolutely a femme fatale. Yeah. Very French name, though. That is true. That said, Rouge. It's just French for red. What's Italian for red? Rosa. Oh, beautiful. Rosa. The rose. Yeah. Because she has thorns. Ooh. It's so easy to hit those tropes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Especially like, if we're giving them a nickname and then yeah. an actual name, like Rosa, the rose. It's so, it's obvious. It's there. Yeah. It's easy. Yeah. Wait, hold on. I've just realized Rosa is actually the name of the player character from Pokemon Black and White 2. Oh. So we avoided Chairman Rose. <laughs> <laughs> 
but it's okay. We can still use the essential name. We'll go with Rosita. It's a Spanish name rather than Italian, so it's not quite as perfect. But it's it's close enough, and it's a name. It's it's a romance language. Yeah, it's close. It's close. Rosita. It's a name that means beefy. I don't know, but what if his nickname is just the beef? <laughs> the beef. Can we call him the beef? Can I we do we that? Can, <laughs> it's our game. We can do whatever we want. Pokemon games, as far as I can think, have never used words that refer to food directly, but like. He's the beef. He's the beef? So what is the beef short for? Buffalo. <laughs> Wait. Mm. What's the Italian word for beef? <laughs> Manzo. Manzo! So I've googled Manzo as a name. Okay. I don't uh, think it is a name, is it? Yeah. I've got Manzo coming up as a Japanese name. I also have that. Manzo is a Japanese name for boys with the meaning 10,000 fold strong third son. I'm not seeing it coming up as an Italian name. A surname? Yes. Mm, yeah, it does say last name Manzo. Yeah. I've got something that's similar but is an Italian given name. Okay. I think you're gonna like it. Okay. Manlio. Manlio? Manlio. M-A-N-L-I-O. Cute. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> Italian from Maglio? Mallet for killing cattle. Oh. Oh, the hammer. Yes, from Latin malleus, hammer. That does fit, actually. Yeah. Manlio. The mallet? The hammer? The beef? The beef. Okay, those are our characters. Yeah. Now that we've got some characters, let's talk a little bit about what they're up to over in the experience share. Each of them has got some form of their own unique plan, and we know approximately what Sly is up to. He is causing problems by somehow enraging Pokemon into these outbreaks, or mm -hmm. confusing them, upsetting them. Somehow he is disturbing Pokemon in these habitats, in these environments. And causing these outbreaks of massive amounts of Pokemon. Yeah, sometimes in cities, sometimes far removed from cities. Mm -hmm. To what end? What's the point of doing that? But at the end of the day, these guys are all about money. They're not yeah. doing things for no reason. My gut says he's trying to manipulate the movement of material somehow like he's blocking a ship from going up the river he's blocking some rural road where there's something being manufactured way out in the country I like that especially for the ones that are more city based and early on mm. he's using the Pokemon to cause a distraction so yeah. maybe he can sneak in and steal something well exactly that's what they always are each time but they're distracting for different purposes yeah sometimes it's to distract that city on shipping and then later in the game once they know what you're doing they're mm -hmm. to distract you specifically oh. from their ongoing missions that they're doing regarding the museums to get you yeah. away from the museum both yeah, yeah. in Capilina and in Metro yeah. and wherever else you need to be is to stop you being where you are quote unquote supposed to be mm. yeah, yeah yeah no that's good that's good Ooh. just using them as cover oh that's so sly to, <laughs> yeah <laughs> to do various shenanigans yeah. usually thieving probably mm -hmm. again because of how the different story paths will connect and weave into the overall story. Mm. I think to some extent that's what the others are up to as well, especially again later on they'll mm. be causing these problems to distract you from what's going on elsewhere, like them trying to steal the statue. Yeah. What does the evil plan look like for Manlio and Rosita? How are they interacting with mm -hmm. the gyms or contests? Yeah. It doesn't have to be they're doing the same thing every time, for instance. And yeah. Sly's plan is a little bit different to the others. Like, yeah. yeah. He's directly causing the thing you're going to interact with. Although maybe not every time. Maybe mm. sometimes he's just taking advantage of a situation that was already ongoing yeah. and then gets the idea to manipulate and make those happen. Oh yeah, the first in... time was just a coincidence. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. The first few could even be just coincidence. It could that's be that fun. it could be that he rarely actually directly causes it. And maybe the ones where he's directly causing it are the ones where you end up with Pokémon in the wrong habitat. Yeah. Where we've talked about ice types and a volcano. Yeah. Rosita could be trying to steal gym badges to sell on the black market. Ooh. 
<laughs> yeah, they go for lots of money because they're hard to earn. Yeah. Different regions treat the gym challenge differently. Yeah. Some of them, it's like, oh yeah, that's just a thing that kids do for fun. Yeah. Then you get to a region like Gala where, sure, many people might get the first one, but the later gyms in particular, those are hard to get because you yeah. have to be the early gyms to get them. I do like the idea that it is a prestigious yeah. symbol. The only reason that you're in it at all is because you're doing it as part of like your museum stuff. Yeah. Like, also, you're clearly a great yeah, trainer. No, that, that's what I mean. It's like, like that's sort of you're into it. Like it's hard to get into. Oh, do you think that like similar to Gala, you need a letter of recommendation to yeah. take on the challenge? Yeah. Okay. So that's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah. Which is why you're doing it. But like yeah. she's trying to get the full set to sell because the full set sells for a lot of money. Mm. I think it would be interesting if she's not even every time you encounter her necessarily being outright mean or terrible. She's trying to like sneak her way in. Mm. Like she's trying to get comfy and cozy with the gym leader. She's doing, she's she's doing covert operations. Yeah, she's trying yeah. to befriend them and like try to weasel her way into being able yeah. to steal things. Well, that's, I mean, that's kind of how the mafia work in general. They don't tend to go violent unless they have to, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. All right, let's talk about the beef. What is the beef up to? Hmm. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely also going to be prestige associated with contests, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe, again, his plan is actually quite similar and that he has other minor distractions going on early on, but he's trying to steal whatever it is you can get from contests. Traditionally, it's been ribbons, but he's just more likely to go in hard. He's yeah. one who you're more likely to encounter at the locations themselves. Not very often, maybe not even frequently, probably no more than three times tops. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But he's more likely to actually just go. And what, like compete in the contest himself and just try to brute force through it? Oh! Or, oh. <laughs> or do you think he's just oh, like... Oh, I hadn't thought of or that. Or do you think he's like outside battling people who just won? He probably does it both ways, right? Sometimes mm. he competes and sometimes he just brute forces it. Maybe initially he's competing, but yeah. then once he's been ousted, he could have grunts elsewhere doing mischievous plans. Trying to rig the system. Yeah, or trying to interfere with other contestants. And you find this out and you stop it. It just seems like a very strange plan to be like, I want to steal these ribbons, so I'm going to enter the contest and earn these ribbons. That could also be a cover for what's going on elsewhere. Again, he could be trying to distract you okay. in the contest from the grunts who are stealing something else. Okay. And of course, while you're taking on one branch, the others are still enacting their plans. Yeah. They're just usually being stopped by the two rivals. Yes. Okay, now we've got our admins. It's time for Who's That Pokemon? You have a Pokemon you would like to present. I have a Pokemon for us to make. For us to poke-make, as it were. Yeah? Yeah. I've got an idea inspired by maths. Oh. Italian maths. Okay. An Italian mathematician by the name of Fibonacci. <laughs> okay. The Fibonacci sequence. The Fibonacci spiral, the uh -huh. golden ratio. I'm familiar, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Can you explain it? Well, <laughs> <laughs> the Fibonacci sequence is each number added to the number previous in the sequence. Yeah, yeah. One, one, two, three, five, eight, etc. Yeah, and I believe you get the spiral if you use those numbers to graph the line. That series of numbers is what creates this particular spiral. And this ratio that the spiral creates is more or less the same as the rule of thirds. The Fibonacci sequence and the gold 
golden ratio are slightly different. They're not actually mm. the exact same thing, but they're yeah. very, very similar. They're very similar. Two quantities are in the golden ratio if their ratio is the same as the ratio of their sum to the larger of the two quantities, which is some maths nonsense. I more or less understand. Yeah. And point is, you get a spiral out of it. Mm. And I want to take that and apply that to spiral creatures. Such as? Snails. Snails. I'm picturing this as a two-stage evolution line. So you mm-hmm. start with a snail and then it'll evolve into a nautilus. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. We're drawing on the similarities in the spiral shapes. Nautiluses also have other connections to Italy and Rome. Really? Yes. So the best known nautilus is the chambered nautilus. The Latin name for that is Nautus Pompilius. Pompilius oh. being Numa Pompilius, the second supposed Roman king. Oh. So they're named after a Roman king. And because of their spirals and their shapes and just to look at them, nautiluses show up a lot in Renaissance artwork as well as the geometry of them being fascinating. Yeah. We can't not have a nautilus here. Yeah. Like, They're that's really weird little creatures. I know. Too. Yeah. In another game we've talked about occasionally, Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth, mm. nautiluses are the inspiration for the eaters. They're Cthulhu-like creatures yeah. that aren't Digimon and they're just weird. They're real spooky. Yeah. They've obviously got some visual similarities. You take the single little snail-like creature and turn it into the more tendril-like mm. evolved state. Yeah. And you just play more with the shell. Yeah. Of course, the way they each use their shells is very different. Mm. Snails pretty much completely fill their shells. The actual creature goes all the way back into the shell. Yeah. Whereas the chambered Nautilus, yeah. the actual living creature is only in one chamber. And the way they grow is their shells get bigger and expand and add new chambers. And previous chambers are sealed off as the creature gets bigger. Fascinating. Yeah. The, I mean, the insides of the shells are just as interesting to look at as the outside. Fascinating. But the way I'm then visualizing how that evolution takes place is, while yes, the creature on the outside does change, the size of the creature itself isn't changing with the evolution, but instead its shell will get a lot bigger. Mm. Maybe the creature looks half shell, half snail creature, and then the shell massively overtakes it. Yeah. Color-wise, gold. We use gold Mm. as a reference to the golden ratio. Yeah, that's pretty good. Maybe it's only on the evolved stage or on the first stage, the shell is just a single simple color, it's just gold. And then it becomes patterned after evolving. So it's still base gold, but with nautilid stripes of something. Yeah. <laughs> Having a cuter, littler snail feels fun. Yeah. A more traditional snail, essentially, than Pokemon has tended yeah. to do in the past. It's not done it as just a simple little creature. Yeah. Really. So, you know, we have a shell with kind of a small head poking out, mm. two little eye stalks. Maybe yeah. we actually put eyes on the end of the eye stalks, because that's not a thing they've done in Pokemon. And that's it's a cutesy, yeah. cartoony way to do snails. Yeah. I want the first age to be cute. Yeah. A big visual thing when it would evolve is that its face becomes kind of like Zoidberg. It just has little tendrils coming yeah. off. But then it can still be kind of cute. Yeah. You can do them like a mustache. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, covering the mouth a little bit. I like the idea of them being gold. And I'm going to build some lore into this. Okay. The shells are actual gold and they are valuable. And maybe that's how this ties into our villains. Yeah. Much like Slowpoke. You think they're being hunted? Okay. Being sold for their tails or yeah. whatever. Like these guys are a protected species because they at one point were over harvested to the point where the evolved stage is very rare to see. Mm. This could be one of those cases where this 
is actually a rare Pokemon to find in its home region, but then becomes a lot more common in other regions where it's not sure. been hunted as much. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, interesting. I'm not sold that it is a poison type for what it's worth. I'm just saying it's yeah, an option. Yeah, I'm not sure. Like, I, it could be. Like, they've got the whole drippy, slimy thing going on that could easily be poison. Absolutely, yeah. Particularly as the snail, less more yeah. so. But Seen as valuable until they developed a defense mechanism that made them poison to the touch. It could actually be a bug. Could be bug. Snails fall into yeah. that camp. No Pokemon snail has been a bug before. Yeah. I guess, like, snails, yes, but Nautilus maybe less so? Yeah, that's less of a bug. But it's not not a bug? It could just be pure poison. It could. Part of me wanting this to be poison as well is the fact that we still haven't made any poison-type <laughs> Pokemon this season. I think we have to go with poison here. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh? So making it poison, like, mm. we know that the shells are gold. Okay. But the actual animal part, okay. purple. Ooh. Those are the Team Royal colors. Oh, okay, yeah, no, that's that's fun. That's and it's such a distinct look. Yeah. Psychic is an option. Ooh. More the psychedelic sense of psychic. Yeah. They also works really well with gold because gold has an association with psychic. Sure. In yeah. Japan. Yeah. I don't hate. I like either pure poison or poison psychic. Or maybe it starts pure poison and oh, evolves and gains. That's the type shared by Galarian Slowbro and Slowking. Hmm. Although Galarian Slowpoke is pure psychic, so it's the opposite in that sense. Interesting. Poison the poison psychic. That's yeah. cool. You want to name these guys? We've got to name them and we've got to ability them. Thing is, there's lots of amazing words to draw on here. Yeah. Nautilus is a cool word. Nautilus is a cool word. Fibonacci is a cool word. Mm. Gold. Gold. And the Latin and Italian words for gold. Latin for gold is arum. Italian for gold is oro or doro, but it has a different translation. Right, Ventoria. Yes, to drop into your Jojo for a split second, a Jojo fan has helped here by talking about the words and not Jojo. As an Italian Jojo fan, I feel like pointing out there is indeed a slight difference in the meaning between Ario and Doro. Ario is seldom used in spoken language, whereas Doro is far more common. Ario essentially means features typical of gold, while Doro literally means made of gold. Interesting. Yeah. Ario is more like golden compared yeah. to Doro, which is referring to gold itself. Yeah. That is actually really cool. And yeah. Fantastic. We could use that by having the snail have golden features. Yeah. Whereas the Nautilus is itself gold. Ooh. It's Italian for snail, Lumaca. Aureo and, Aureo and Nautilus do have that same sound when pronounced as Italian Nautilus. Nautilus, Aureo is the same, mm. same phonics going on there. Lumaca would be used in Italian as another word just meaning someone who is slow, essentially. As we would use snail for, but yeah. the word given here on the definition is slowpoke. <laughs> and we're giving this the same type combination as the Galarian slowpoke uh, line. See, that's fun. <laughs> I, I like that. And what does Galarian Slowpoke have that makes it distinct from Cantonian Slowpoke? Gold on its head for its psychic abilities. And Slowpoke is what I specifically referenced when I was talking about these being traded and hunted for money. It's all coming together. <laughs> this is this is our region Slowpoke. The eyes should be the same as Slowpoke's eyes. That's the cute anime style of yes. eyes. <laughs> this stupid tiny dot in a big white circle. Yeah, but like on top of an eye stalker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Aurum for the Latin of gold. Aurumaca. Into Lumaca. Aurumaca. You could keep the L instead of the R. Aulumaca. And then it's just the chemical symbol for gold in front of the Italian word for snail. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> it's just those two right there. Yeah. Aulumaca. Just Autolus. <laughs> Autolus. To give it a different ending. Autil something else. Autiloro. Aulumaca. Autiloro. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Abilities. Right. Of course, there are plenty of abilities for Pokemon that are sticky, goopy poison things. Yeah. Poison 
Poison Touch, Sticky Hold, Gooey, new ability, Snail Trail. <laughs> poison Touch feels like it's probably the kind of vibe. Yeah. Wonder Skin. Interesting. Who's that? Is that like Sigilyph, I think, has Wonder Skin? Venomoth, Skitty, Delkitty, Sigilyph, Bruxish. Makes status moves more likely to miss. Psychic Surge is the Psychic Terrain setting ability. Having a new mm. Pokemon for that doesn't seem terrible. Although, I... Oh, wait. There's a new ability that I want to put on something. I want to make an ability that sets up Trick Room, like those Surge abilities, like Weather Setting abilities, oh. but to do Trick Room, which reverses the speed of all Pokemon and is such a cool strategy. This would be a very slow Pokemon. Exactly. Ooh. And it's a, it's a very psychic feeling ability. Yeah. Too many ways it fits to not give this thing a Trick Room setting ability. I think that would be very cool. What do we call that ability? Hold on, I just saw one called Good as Gold. Oh yeah, that's Goldengo's ability. Yeah. And it's cool and powerful. If its stats are otherwise more middling, you could give that as a main ability and then give this Trick Room setting ability as a hidden ability. Yeah. And that's cool. Yeah. Either that or you just switch it and have the Trick Room setting ability as the main ability and keep Good as Gold as a hidden ability. Although, we probably have a different situation on Alumaka Ah, uh, yes. Ataloro. Yeah. They can both have good as gold as hidden ability, and then go as poison touch, which becomes trick room setting ability on Ataloro, and no second ability slot. What are we calling this trick room yeah. setting ability? Yeah. What if it is just still called snail trail? Yeah, just call it snail trail. Snail trail having an ability to set up trick room. Snail trail! That's the ability! Cool. <laughs> The main ability for Aulumaka and Altaloro, Snail Trail. Man, if we're giving a Pokemon this cool to one of our admins, we probably need to end up making a cool <laughs> Pokemon for all of them. Probably. <laughs> so today we have created the admins of Team Royal, one of each, to attack the three different branches that you can play during Pokemon Marble and Bronze. We have Sylvester, aka Sly, who's trying to attack the science branch and cause problems with Pokemon outbreaks. And then we've got Rosita, the thorn, who is attacking the gym path or the history path. And we have Manlio, aka the beef, attacking the art path and trying to cause problems at contests. We've also made a Pokemon, Alumaka and Altuloro. Poisonous snail, but it's still a little cute little guy. With a with golden a, shell. Who evolves into a Nautilus with oh. psychic powers that can slow down time. <laughs> with a golden shell. Yeah. So thank you for listening to Pokemakers. And thank you to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting us. You can find other cool shows on the network such as The TN Rio Show. Steampunks. And them's the fact. Our theme music is by Mike Freitag. You can find him on Twitter at Admiral Amara. You can also find us on Twitter at Pokemakers. And you can find us both individually. I'm at Codename JD. And I'm at Pachu. P-T-C-H-E-W. Don't forget to check us out on the Pocket Podcast Network community Discord. Or if you'd prefer, you can send an email to fiercepodcast at gmail.com. But until next time, gotta, gotta make, make them all. all. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket. Hi, I'm Brittany, and I have a bachelor's degree in film and television. And I'm Jessica, and I have a bachelor's degree in equine studies. What would happen if we put our heads together? We would come up with the new best worst horse movie. Like a movie where a horse is the best hard-boiled detective the city has ever seen. Or a movie where horses are fighting in the front lines in a space war. We're doing just that here at Colt Classics, a new show on the Pocket Podcast Network. Join us every other Monday for good horses, bad plots, and all the bad horse movies you never knew you needed in your life.